At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today we are doing a topic that we're super excited about. We're going to share about how to start your own podcast. It is actually our birthday. Our podcast is two years old today. Woo-hoo. So exciting. And we're going to get into that shortly. Share what we've learned from starting our podcast. Give you tips on how to start your own. But really quick disclaimer, we are still doing our eight dimensions of wellness series. We're about halfway through right now, but we wanted to take a little break because yeah, it's our birthday and this topic just felt so right because we're constantly getting DMs like, how do I start my own podcast? What equipment do I buy? All these things. And we wanted to give you guys just you know, a place where you could just send you this link, listen to this, give you lots of details. And then we even have another way you can get more information, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit. And yeah, we'll be picking back up with our Eight Dimensions of Wellness series next week. So tune back in if you have been waiting for that. But first, catching up, It was a pretty normal week for me. I don't know. How was it for you? Yeah, over here, things are going well. Um, Not too many updates, but it was just a Super Bowl. And I was on a high, guys, from correctly guessing Rihanna's opening song. I was so excited about that. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was just all over TikTok. People were throwing out their guesses. And I was honestly so passionate that everyone was wrong. Like, I don't know what came over me to know that she was going to start with Bitch Better Have My Money. But everyone was making all these guest videos and and reacting how she was going to do it. And I was just, I just knew from the beginning that those weren't right. So it was funny to actually see my prediction come true. So, and a lot of people messaged me. They're like, she's not going to do that. Like, that's a cussing song. And people had me second guessing myself. Like, I was actually like, wait, I'm dumb. She can't cuss on TV. Maybe I am wrong, but then it all worked out. So, but you were right. Did you do a little Super Bowl party or was it just you and Connor? Yeah. So our friends had a party. So we went over to our friend's house and everyone brought fun food. Like that's probably one of my favorite things of the Super Bowl is just like having a day of the year where you can eat all the things that are just so things that I would never make at home, like jalapeno poppers and like, I don't know, peanut butter brownies. That's what I made. And they were a hit. 
So that's good. But yeah, definitely all the fun foods that I don't get to eat all the time. So that was very fun. Wow. I wish I had a fun Super Bowl. Clay and I usually have our Sundays as sacred Sundays where we just hang out with ourselves because we have such different schedules. I've probably mentioned it on here quite a few times. Clay is a CrossFit coach and personal trainer. So he is at work by like 5 a.m. So he has to go, to go to bed pretty early. And then I'm kind of the opposite. I'm a night owl. And so Sunday is like our day where we do all of our stuff together. But on he door dashes sometimes if it's like a holiday. And on Super Bowl Sunday, they had a promo. If you got like a certain amount of deliveries, you got 200 extra dollars. So he was like, oh my God, like I have to, I don't need to watch the Super Bowl. And I really needed to work on this project that I had a, a deadline for. And I was, we were both like, okay, this is for the best. So mm-hmm. we both literally worked like 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. I actually, right now, I have no idea who won. I didn't even look. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know I who mean, was the, in it. The Chiefs versus the Eagles, which I literally feel like it's family. every year. Like it's just yeah, like the same. The, the Chiefs are there quite a bit. And the Eagles also, they won in 2018. So it wasn't like any crazy underdog teams. Mm. But yeah, the Chiefs won. And Good. the ending was very anti oh. Excuse you. <laughs> I was born in Kansas. I have to cheer for the Chiefs. Yeah. They're in Missouri. Just kidding. On the Missouri side? Are they? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Arrowhead Stadium. But no, my family's Eagles fans. I mean, do I care? Like, literally, if you held a gun to my head and was like, name a player, <laughs> I would... I'd be gone. But yeah, no, my family was a little bummed. But I mean, you're so right. Like they both have been there. No one was very upset. Like the Eagles had won recently. The Chiefs had won recently. Like I was like, whoever wins, wins. But wait, well, yeah, I, have no. one, I have one story before we move on from Super Bowl talk. I When Clay and I were in Ecuador, 2020, the Chiefs were playing someone. And it, that was when we did the Kulatoa Loop hike. So it was like a 30 some mile hike, like this three day long thing. And we wanted to watch the Super Bowl. It was kind of our, okay, let's finish this at like a good pace so we can watch the Super Bowl is like holding us accountable because we could have made that hike take a long time. We took made mm-hmm. it take like three days and we were in this random town in the middle of Ecuador and like searching for somewhere that was going to be playing the Super Bowl. And we happened to find this total hole in the wall spot because they had a Google review from the year before that was like, oh my God, we happened to find that they were showing the Super Bowl. So we go in there. Clay and I go in. It was literally just us at first. No one else was <laughs> even in there. We were like, are you guys open? And they were like, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then they like served us and I made a Google review. I was like, if you're looking for the Super Bowl, it's showing here. And no joke, like hundreds of people showed up. We were like partying with like German people, people from over the US, like all this whole community came out of the woodworks and we were all cheering and it was so funny and fun. And so I feel like since that was such a good Super Bowl watching experience, I'm like, nothing can match. I don't ever need to watch it again. That's very fun. All because your Google review. Yeah. And we were like, we put a sign outside and we were like flagging people in the street. We're like, hey, you looking for a place to watch? Super Bowl, come on in. And, and they're like, wait, actually was. Because <laughs> the, the way that the town was set up, it was like, no one was really walking around at on a Sunday evening unless they were looking for that specifically. Like it was a very quiet yeah. town otherwise. No, that's cute. I don't know what my most fun Super Bowl was, but I mean, anytime you're just with friends and hanging out, watching the commercials, which everything was very mediocre. Like the ending of this one was so mediocre. Like it was such a good game. They were tied like basically the whole time. And then like, I don't know, there was like a weird call, controversial call. And like the Chiefs just won, but... (laughs) 
I don't know. It was just like, I was like, oh, that's the end. Okay. Again, I'm not like into sports. So I really didn't care. But the only thing I cared about was getting my prediction right, which I wish you could have bet money on that. Like I would have bet $5. I would have won probably like a hundred bucks. But you know how they have fantasy football? They should have like fantasy halftime show performance. I bet they do. <laughs> I bet if I like actually looked, you probably could have found somewhere. But someone said, I don't know. It wasn't on some of the big ones, but they should have had it. But um, yeah, last update. I'm going to Charleston this weekend. I'm going to see my sister and she lives in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And then we're going to drive down to Charleston. She's trying on her wedding dress one for one of the last times for her alterations for her wedding this summer. And yeah, we're going to have a fun little weekend. My mom's coming too. And hopefully I'll be able to give some updates from that trip. Cute. A little girls weekend. A little gals weekend. So yeah, that's what's going on. Any other updates from you? No, I'm really excited about this episode today. So I think I'll save it. I've been posting a lot on socials. So if you really care about my life, there's a lot. I need to like reel it back. I'm like, okay, I'm probably annoying everyone. <laughs> go, just go check there. <laughs> but no, I, I think you should always just share whatever you're thinking. Like I saw a TikTok or a tweet once that was like, for anyone who feels self-conscious posting on social media, like I want to hear about your annoying inconvenience that happened to your life. And I want to hear the mundane things. And I agree. Like I like when people share just whatever they're thinking. Yeah, Otherwise you wouldn't follow them. And you know, everyone goes through flows of they're feeling really inspired to post then they're kind of like over it for a second so I just feel like when I'm inspired to post like I just got to run with it and post a ton of shit because I know that the time will come when I'm times. like I'm, yeah. I want to turn my phone off and not post anything for two weeks so it's fine yeah okay cool well peaks of the week peak of the week um, honestly, getting the website up and the podcast Bible done. I feel like that has been on our list for mm, a year, probably. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a long time. What's your peak? My peak is that I randomly got a PR package of a hatch alarm clock. No, no, no. Like there was nothing. I never reached out to the brand. I just followed them on Instagram and on TikTok. I didn't sign up anywhere for this, but they just sent me their new alarm clock. And I'm like, who did this? I don't know. Pro tip, just follow brands that you like. Maybe they saw that I commented. Like, I think I'd commented on other people's videos, like saying I'd wanted one. Oh my God, and same. I, I do that too. Like, I'll just be like, oh my God, this has been on my wish list. Like, yeah, I've been eyeing this. No, I definitely, Sydney Adams, who we're maybe having on in a few weeks. Very exciting. Stay tuned for that. She has been posting about it. And I feel like I've been commenting on her videos that I've wanted one. But I don't know. We'll see if like I get an email or something. I have no idea how I have acquired this, but it was a very nice surprise. Like I had the knockoff for two years from Amazon. So I love that. Slay. Yeah. <laughs> very random. Okay, cool. Let's read your guys' peaks. Aw, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, Lainey said, being able to celebrate our many victories with my significant other. That's awesome. Way to romanticize your guys' relationship. So cute. Another Valentine's Day related one. Caitlin said, a picnic at the beach with my Valentine. Okay. <laughs> really making us cry out here in Midwestern. That sounds so fun. Grace said, I'm making time to learn a new skill I've been wanting to learn for years. Love that. And Gabrielle said, hiking at Castlewood State Park in St. Louis with my best friends. 
Okay, so fun. I've never done that, but that sounds amazing. And as always, send in your Peaks of the Week on our story every Monday via the Peaks of the Week box. With today's topic, we also want to announce an exciting project that we've been working on and that we're officially dropping today as well. And that is our podcast Bible. So after you listen to today's episode, if you want to know more about starting a podcast and want the most detailed, in-depth PDF about podcasting and how to start your podcast, me and Allison put in over 100 hours of work and time and everything into writing down all of our thoughts, everything we've learned in the last few years about podcasting, and it's for sale on our website. If you guys have been here with us from the beginning, we launched this podcast in February 2021. So it has been two years. We've had an episode every single Friday since then. Really proud of us for always following through on those Friday episodes. And we can go into this a little bit more in this episode, but we realize there's a big difference between having a podcast and creating like a podcast brand. And so part of what we want to get into today is how we've evolved from just being like, okay, cool. Like let's have a a fun podcast and expand on the other things that we've done to make our show like a community and a full brand and a business. And to start, one of the things that we did is we finally have an actual website. And before the hosting site we used, they just kind of made an automated website where our podcast would just go. But we had never sat down and been like, okay, what is our brand guide? What are our colors? What do we want to have on the website? And we finally took the time over this winter and figured that all out. And if you guys have made a website, you know, it takes some time to figure out like, all right, what tabs are you going to have? What layout do you want? And we just kind of wanted to talk about this really briefly because there's some different areas on there that we want to send you guys to that are maybe a little different than how we did it in the past. Yes, exactly. So some things that we updated, if you ever hear a sponsor on our show and you want to shop that link or get that discount code, you can just go to our website and there's a sponsors tab there. So easily you can shop all the brands that are supporting the show and find all those there. Um, We also have blog posts for each episode with all the links and descriptions. So maybe you don't like the format of show notes, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can always go to our website, alreadyfriendspodcast.com and get all those links if we mention a book that we've been reading or shout out a content creator in their TikTok, you can go and find all those links there. And I also feel like that's really helpful if you're a visual person that likes to see the pictures of maybe the guests that we have or like the cover of the book. I'm kind of that way. Sometimes with the show notes, I'm like, ah, it's just like a lot of words. And I feel like the blog posts will help give a little life to each of the episodes and how much we put in behind the scenes. And we also added our what would your best you do submission box on our website. So you can type in as much as you want. You can do much more long form questions. I think that was the biggest feedback we got. Like, I can't fit my question in this Instagram box because it like was so short and little. So you can write novels over there and we will read it and share it on our episodes. That's also nice because then you could think of something in the middle of the month and go and submit it. And we don't have to, you don't have to wait for us to put up the submission box. By the time our submission box comes up, all those things. So yeah, again, that's on our website. Feel free to go check it out. Um, And just know that, yeah, that's something that was two years in the making and we're very excited and proud. And shout out to Allison for all the visuals, all the design, because it looks amazing. Well, thanks. And then another big reason we wanted to do it is because we have some goals for the podcast. And one was to make digital downloads. This has also been like two years in the making. Even before we launched the podcast, Kara and I literally had a running list of all of these guides and courses and downloads that we wanted to make. But, you know, 
they take time. And we also had to gain the experience to know what we're talking about. Uh, so we finally got our first one in the works and I'll let Kara announce it because she came up with the cute name. And I realized that with every project in life, you need like an initiator and a closer. And it was kind of fun because we flipped roles on this. Like you initiated and then I closed. And sometimes on other projects, like I'll initiate and you close. But I think that's such a great shout if you're like working with a person on a project. Someone has got to be the person that's like, all right, we're doing this thing. I'm making the document or I'm starting the thing. And then you need someone else that like, you know, wraps it in a bow and is like, all right, we're done. Yeah, so that project that we worked on is called Our Podcast Bible. And it's truly just all of our knowledge about podcasting because even though we're doing this episode, like we are not even going to scratch the surface on all the minutiae of not only just starting your podcast, but like Allison said, building a brand, nourishing your community, promoting your podcast. Like there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes. And I think a DM that I get at least once a week, if not a couple times a week, is like, I really want to start a podcast. I don't know what to do. I'm starting from ground zero. Help. And I... Like that's the most overwhelming question ever because I don't even know where to start. Like there's equipment, there's editing, there's naming your show. And we go through all of those things detail by detail in this podcast Bible. So yeah, the whole reason that we were trying to get the website up and running was so that we could put this on there. And like I said, this was a hundred hours of our time. Literally and each. all. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I think I had spent, I say like, I don't even think don't 200 know. each would be an exaggeration. And so that's goes to show you guys, like it is a very valuable 35-page PDF. And I was not even going to say, it's not even just our time. It's also our money. Do you know how much money we spent through trial and error getting the show to the quality and the production value that it is now? Like buying the wrong mics, buying the wrong equipment, like losing files. And I feel like everything that we put in this PDF is just everything that we wish we would have known that you know, for a very small price you can have so that you can get up and running with smooth sailing for your show. And another thing I want to show is a lot of this information couldn't be found on Google because Kara and I are, you know, we'll research. We're not afraid to like read a bunch of articles to try to figure things out. But truly a lot of this information, we just had to learn the hard way and through trial and error. And it's not Googleable, at least not Googleable for free. So that's why it's all in one place. And yeah, for $25, it's like $3,000 worth of information. Yeah. So that will be in our website. It'll be linked to our show notes. We'll share that on the Instagram as well. So yeah, we're so excited that we found a way to kind of bottle up our expertise, give it to you guys in a digestible way and actually feel confident when we're responding to your DMs, asking for help because before... I'm like, what do you want to know? Like, there's so much to know. And I would feel bad because I don't feel like I was providing much help. But this I know is truly everything that we know. And especially like you said, like there are tips building that community and all these different things that are personalized advice based on our experience that will just make your show like go that extra mile. So yeah, but I think with all that, we can get into things that we wish we would have known before starting. Absolutely. And even if you have no interest in starting a podcast, I feel like some of these things can be taken and applied to business and other areas. And let's say you want to open a coffee shop or you want to pursue content creation. I think it's a good reminder to maybe look up some other podcast episodes or read books or Google articles that are like things I wish I would have known before blank because it can help save you some time, effort, energy, stress, headaches, the whole shebang. I guess without further ado, here is our list. And maybe the first one we can start with is the time commitment. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> it, it, it is a lot. 
And I won't, I'll be honest though, I didn't think it wasn't going to be a lot. Like I feel like I had a good understanding of the workload as someone who works in media and, you know, photo, video, production. Like I, I think I did have a good idea of how much it would take. But if you have never edited photos, edited videos, captured audio for, this might come to like a big surprise that it, we probably spend each at least four to five hours a week editing the podcast, recording the podcast, uploading, posting on time, writing descriptions, all the things. And that's just the podcast. That to me, I also spend four to five hours a week on the Instagram. Kara spends yeah. four to five hours a week finding clips within the episode that would make good TikToks. We could also spend, I mean, how many hours did we spend making the website and the podcast Bible? How much time have we put into the Patreon page to the Facebook? And obviously we love this. So we're not complaining that it takes a lot of time, but I do think that there is a big time difference between like, like I said, do you just want to have a podcast where that's all you're doing is having a show, an audio show, or do you want to build a brand? Because if you're going to build a whole brand, like you're basically starting a whole business. So I feel like between all of those, like if you and I are putting in 15 to 20 hours each a week at minimum combined, that's 40 to 50 hours a week. Like that's a full-time job, especially Mm -hmm. if you're going to do this by yourself. Yeah. I saw an article that someone said having a podcast is probably 15 to 20% actual content creation. And the other 80% is doing all those things that we said. So unless you really don't care how many listeners you have, which might be your case, like maybe you really just want to do it as a hobby and you're not trying to grow, not trying to monetize, do all the things, then maybe that will be 90% recording and uploading and just doing that. But for the most part, I think most people want to have a successful show. So yeah, the time commitment is real. And segueing from the time, our next point was going to be consistency. And I think if you're just getting started with your podcast and you don't know how serious you want to take it, I think it would be better to be like, you know what? I'm going to do one episode per month. Get that routine down and then move on to maybe two episodes per month. And then once you have that down, you could move into a weekly show. I just think it would be better to do it that way than to be like, all right, new episode every single week. And then on like the six week, you're like, wow, I totally overestimated that. I'm burnt out. I'm stressed. And then you don't have an episode for four months. So I think a slow start would be good. Whatever consistency that you can actually commit to, you should do that. Like you said, if it's once a month, or if it's doing the seasonal formats, people sometimes drop it in seasons. Maybe from the start, you say, this season's going to be 10 episodes and maybe just put it out there how many episodes it's going to be. I don't know. But having some sort of formula and then following that is so important because personally, I listen to podcasts that I know are posting regularly because I know if I go to their page, they're going to have content. Like I know there's a few podcasts that I know aren't consistent and they say they're going to drop on a Tuesday and then there's no episode that week. I haven't gone back since because I'm like, why would I go look there when I've you know looked a couple times and nothing's been there? So I think that's why we say whatever is going to be a good consistency for you, set that from the beginning and make that your goal. And like Allison said, it could start out at once a month. And then if you realize that you can do more, you can always build up from there. But it is harder to say you're going to do something once a week and then lose that trust when nothing is there, mm-hmm. when you say it's going to be. I also think if you're a lifestyle podcast, that's when the weekly shows are a little more relevant because people are actually like invested in you as a person and what you're doing on a weekly basis as opposed to let's say your business starts one and you're more highlighting maybe 
experts in that field, then maybe the once a month is okay because it's not as timely. It's like, yes, this episode is going to be relevant for years to come as opposed to like how we're catching up about the Super Bowl because we have people coming every single week. Yes, 100%. And maybe if you do want to start the weekly or the monthly format, maybe say it's on the first of every month will be a new episode. Like make it so that people in their head can remember to come back. But I agree. I think if you're doing maybe an educational podcast where you deep dive on a new scientific topic and new discoveries, for sure that can be not as timely, but you're so right. If you're gonna be talking about timely things, you can't post it a month late because people won't care. But yeah, I think if you're trying to go full in, be super committed to a podcast, I think posting once a week is the way to go. We have been posting once a week for two years. We haven't even taken a Friday off and it's paid off for us because we're consistent and people know that if they come on our podcast like or go click on it on Apple or Spotify, there's going to be new episodes. Absolutely. And I think another nice element is if you are consistent with whether that's like the first of the month or a specific day of the week, like people will message us and be like, oh, I always love my Fridays because your show comes out and like gets me excited for the weekend versus like maybe you have a motivational podcast and maybe you want to drop on like Monday mornings or even Sunday night. So tying into like whatever niche your podcast is about, like what day of the week would resonate with listeners the most that are going to be coming to your show? Yeah, that's a great tip and makes so much sense. Like whatever your topic is about, is there a day of the week that makes sense to start that, you know, to post that episode? So yeah, love that tip. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often, but I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week and I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, 
learning second, third, fourth languages. I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. I think another thing that I wish I would have known before starting was how hard it actually is to grow your audience and to get more listeners. I think maybe when you were podcasting five, six years ago, word of mouth was way more common. Like it maybe was easier to grow as a little bit more without promoting on socials and doing all the things. But it does take a lot of legwork to get listeners, to get engaged listeners and building that audience, that community that continuously tunes in and listens. So yeah, I think I wish I would have known that because I think we are good at that and we do a good job of promoting on different channels, but it is more difficult than I think I would have imagined. And with this, I think a lot of people sign up for podcasting to just sit behind a mic and, you know, look like shit, not take any video and just be a voice into a mic. But nowadays you have to be taking video and it's almost like you're making like a YouTube channel almost. And so I guess that's even kind of a common misconception is that I think both of us thought we could just be behind this mic and not take video. But in a world that loves short form video, that loves TikTok, we've also had to pivot to have our cameras on and edit clips, which takes a lot of work too. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that because that's probably my least favorite part or something that I wish I would have known because I love to talk. Like I feel like I was meant for podcasting, but I was not meant for YouTube. I was not meant for talking to the camera on TikTok. Like that's just a different creative form of communication that like I don't love. And I wanted to come on here and podcast because I think it's a great way to take all of my thoughts that are out there and channel them into this digestible audio file. 
But then when there's a camera on you and you're like, wait, the lighting has to be good. Oh, shoot. Now I should like think about what I'm going to wear or my headphones are sliding off. Like it can kind of distract you from what you want to say if you're also having to think about like what your setup looks like or how you look. And that's okay. And like I'm working through that, but that is another element of expertise that you have to figure out. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden you were just podcasting with the mic, but it's like, do I need to set a camera up now? Do I need to pick a special room that has good lighting? Like there's a lot of things that quickly start to add on and you don't, that's all optional. All that is optional. You never have to film yourself, but in the, in the topic of growing your audience, that is a big piece of the pie to be considered. Yeah. And I mean, we've even had so many listeners be like, oh my gosh, I wish your show was on YouTube. Like I love to watch the podcast. And as Mm -hmm. Kara and I are a remote show, Kara lives in St. Louis. I live in Omaha. We don't have this synergetic studio that we both go to and get a like banter back and forth and engage with each other in that way. So it's very different. So we could make a YouTube channel, but it's going to look a whole lot different than how Joe Rogan sits down and brings these people into his fancy, legit studio. Yeah. And luckily there are ways to kind of fake it. Like I listened to a few remote podcasts where it looks like they're in the same room, which is what we're hopefully trying to do this year. And hopefully you can see that in the coming months on our TikTok. But yeah, that's just something that we didn't know. And I think last thing that I'll say before we get into the actual steps for how to start your podcast, I kind of wish I knew which equipment would be best for us. I feel like we took a very educated guess on buying our equipment, but that is seriously one of the hardest decisions because I think if I would have known that we were consistent the last two years, never missed an episode, maybe we would have gone all out and just have bought the best equipment right from the start, Um, which I'm glad we got middle-priced equipment. I knew we weren't going to be flaky, so I knew not to get the cheapest equipment, but I didn't know like how big we were going to grow this or how consistent we were going to be. So I didn't want to go out and buy the $400 mics right from the get-go. But I think we did a good decision. Like, even though I wish I would have known that, I think we bought the best mics for where we were at. We've got like a good middle price to microphone and gear. But yeah, I guess I would, I wish I would have known that we were super consistent because then we could have just bought the, you know, the big baller ones from the get go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because now essentially we bought the mid price one and eventually we're going to have to upgrade. So basically we bought both anyway. Yeah. But, you know, that's something you could have never known. But it's, you know, any microphone honestly is good. And I think that only the audio files, like the people like me that really know gear can even tell a difference. I also think it's important to have if it's whether you're by yourself or there's two people, one of the people should definitely know audio. And there's a difference between Mm. knowing audio for yourself. But anytime we have a guest on, most of them are not podcasters. So thank God Kara knows the audio side because she also has to then like try to troubleshoot over a web camera (laughs) when you can't see their setup and be like, okay, um, do you have a window open? Okay, is that cord interfering with something? Like you also have to help someone else learn audio. So you kind of got to be well-versed in it. Yeah. Which is again, why we kind of dove into all that in our Bible, because you're so right. Like you're not only responsible for your own tech problems, but if you have guests on, you got to figure out their shit too. So that can get overwhelming. But okay, let's go to ground zero. You want to start a podcast. I think our first ground zero first step advice is, are you sure you want to start a podcast? Like really evaluate if what you're trying to do makes the most sense for a podcast, which you're gonna be like, yes, of course. I already thought about that. But seriously, like podcasts are great and they're amazing for legitimizing your personal brand. But just make sure, is what you're trying to do better on YouTube? Would that be better on TikTok? Just verify all of that before you get started because you don't want to 
to spend all this time and dive into something when maybe this would have been better over on YouTube or vice versa. And maybe you don't need to start your own whole podcast. If you are just trying to get your name out more, there are so many podcasts out there that are looking for guests to have on their show. So maybe to learn a little bit more about tech and audio and how to talk into the microphone and see what type of layouts people have on their shows, maybe you set a goal for yourself to go be a guest on five to 10 shows and feel it out and be like, wait, no, I loved that. Or maybe maybe that's enough. And maybe now you have 10 episodes out there that you can share with your audience that kind of cover, like we had Megan Hummy on and she shared all about her dream job of traveling. And then anytime people ask her, she can just send them our link. She didn't have to start her own whole podcast right now. Maybe she will down the line. But in the meantime, could you being a guest on someone else's show serve that need for you? Yeah, that's a great point. And yeah, like you said, it can even just be a good trial to see how it feels. Like, do you feel that you're able to formulate your thoughts well in a longer format? So that's a great point. If you've decided that podcast is the way you want to go, I think the first step you're going to do is pick out your equipment, get that setup going for you. And truly any equipment is better than no equipment. There are so many options. Like that was probably the most stressful thing for me. We are starting the show because Allison, you kind of just handed over to me like you can pick the mics. Like I know you have some background in this, but oh my God, there were so many options. And same thing, like back to what I said, it was like, do you spend all the money and go all out when you don't know what this is going to look like in a year? And I think my advice here is honestly, if there's a YouTube video about it that says it's good, you're going to be fine. There's mics that plug directly into your computer. So those are called USB mics. And then there's mics that plug into a recorder that are called XLR mics. There's so many differences between the two. If you are really stressed out by technology and all of this is already stressing you out, just get a mic that plugs into your computer, record your podcast that way, and you're good. If you are willing to do something a little more advanced, something that potentially will sound a little bit better, that was like kind of where we were at, go for an XLR mic. It's definitely more of a setup. It's where you have a cord that plugs into a recorder that then plugs into your computer. That's what we did. And I'm glad we did that. But yeah, those are kind of like the two different types of mics that you'll see. And find YouTube video reviews, find one that sounds good, and then just go for it. Like you don't need to stress yourself out so much. Our podcast, I think I reviewed for three or four hours, different mics. And the one I picked, we're still using them today. So that's kind of what I have to say there. Any thoughts with that? Maybe just that you will feel very empowered if and when you do take the time to learn. So even that I remember when I first started New Wave, that would have been my first business that I registered, got the legal setup for. And when I tell you, I had like a mental breakdown every day. I was like, what is an LLC? What is an EIN number? Like who, what is a registered agent? I don't know what any of these terms mean. And I had crippling anxiety and fear that I was like going to go to jail. The tax man was going to come and like reap my apartment. Like I was so scared. And then we made one for the podcast. Then I made one for Sunseekers. Now I made one for 1404. And I'm like, wait, this is, by the time I made one for 1404 a few weeks ago, I was like, this is literally so easy. I know what all of these terms mean. This is not that scary. I just didn't know. And you don't know what you don't know. And that's okay. But like the biggest way to help get over that fear and anxiety is just to educate yourself on it. And the couple of hours that it's going to take to really sit down and figure it out is going to save you 10 times more hours of stress down the line when you're like, 
like not comfortable with your equipment or software or your process. Yeah. And not to just plug our Bible again, but we really do. We put three whole pages of gear that we approve that we think are good mics for you um, in that podcast Bible. So if this is like overwhelming and you don't even know if you're watching a video and you see they have 12 recs, we did a whole our recommendations list so that you can easily pick out one on there. So literally with links so that you can't even mess up typing in the wrong one. Okay, next thing you're going to say, once you get your equipment, you're definitely going to want to practice recording. I cannot stress this enough. People will not listen to bad audio. People will watch low quality videos. People will not listen to bad quality audio. That was like the first thing you learned in the journalism school. So you need to practice your setup. You need to practice setting your mic at the appropriate distance from your mouth, adjusting your levels so that you're not peaking, which is when it's too loud. There's just those things that you master through practice and it is so important. I mean, if you think about it, if you were going to make a an online shop where people, you know, went to your website and then they added things to their cart, it would be very important that you had a user-friendly website that customers can go in and easily shop and add items. If you have a grocery store, you would put a lot of time into figuring out, okay, this is how we're going to set up the store. These are the products. When you have a podcast and the number one most important thing is the audio, like figure that out before you worry about we're two years in now and we just now made our website because it's like we're not building a blog we're, we were making a podcast so we prioritized mm-hmm. having great audio and great podcast episodes and once we got that down now we're layering and we made tote bags a facebook group a website digital downloads but like those come later those are the cherry on top not the foundation of what you're doing no it always blows my mind when there are big celebrities or big influencers that i know have a huge following have the resources when they start a podcast podcast and they're holding like a really crappy mic 12 feet below their mouth. It makes no sense to me. I'm like, why didn't they pay someone, pay someone knowledgeable to tell them how to do this? Because someone could listen to their first or second episode and then never come back again because the quality wasn't there. And they could love that influencer or love that celebrity. But I personally know there have been times where I dipped out because I'm like, this audio, like I have my phone turned up all the way and I can barely hear them. Like, hadn't you think to hire someone or do the research? Like it just, it's definitely a big thing that, like you said, it's the foundation of your show. It's the foundation of this type of format, of this media format. So you have to get that right. So yeah, definitely practice and make sure that you are allowing yourself to record episodes that you don't care if they turn out shitty. Like I think we did a couple episodes in the beginning just as practice and it kind of was just us talking and we knew that if it didn't make it on air, it wasn't super frustrating and annoying because we were just sorting through the technical issues. Yeah. And definitely in those first couple of episodes, recording a like, you know, one minute clip to test Mm -hmm. it and then play it back and be like, okay, yes, it sounds good. And knowing that all equipment or like what room you're in, all of that is a little different. So just because you record one episode and it sounds okay, just double checking before you go and spend one hour interviewing someone that you've been dying to have on the show and then you fuck up the whole audio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely don't have any big guests on as your first few episodes. Mm -hmm. Like that's such a good tip. Really make sure you have it down and mastered because yeah, those first even 10 episodes, even after you do your first couple practice ones and then you're actually consistently uploading, don't do anything that you'll be so upset if you lose the files or if you mess something up for like the first 10 because it happens. I think Mm. we recorded something Maybe it was like our sixth episode. I remember it being so good. And then we like lost all the files and we're like, dang it. So even like in the beginning, when you think you have it mastered, things can happen. So just make sure you're not recording anything, like you said, with a guest that you can only get once or something could happen. And 
you just don't have your patterns and your habits down. And with that, recording backup files. When you're recording, absolutely always have a backup. We record on a software, a podcast recording software. So that is one form of recording. We also have our iPhones running next to us. So if worse comes to worse, if we lose our memory cards or if we lose the software, if it crashes, we would have our iPhone backups. But yeah, I think you can literally never go wrong with doing a backup because there have been plenty of times where we actually use them. And our software has another backup setup. So even if their software crashed, like they take a backup. Because that did happen our once. audios. Yeah, that has happened. And we had to use the backups. And you know, it kind of sucks. Like, I'm not going to lie. The, the quality wasn't as good as your mic, but at least we'd have to re-record and, you know, pay the studio that we were using extra time. Like, it's fine. It's one episode. People will deal with using the backup file. But it was just, yeah, we were so glad we had those. Mm, I just thought of something that we weren't even going to mention, but if you have a guest on, this is something I would have not known at all, is that you can't use the same microphone. Like, it, one mm-hmm. person will be too far away, and you don't have to be passing the microphone back and forth. So if you have a guest, like, if it's just one of you're the host, and then you have a guest come over, you're going to want to have a microphone for them sitting in front of their face. Yeah, I have unfortunately listened to podcasts where they have one mic, and they're just sharing it, and the quality is so bad. Like, they just are both talking into this one mic in between them and it's just not good. So yeah, we have had to buy, I think we own four mics right now. So that if I have a guest in person, they can use one. And then if you have a guest in person, they can use one, which yeah, adds up. So maybe having guests remote might be the way that you can avoid that. But yeah, good, good shout. And then, and maybe with your first guest, if you don't know a lot of audio, finding guests that either have their own podcast, which I also feel like it's easier to get a guest on your show if they have a podcast, because to them, they're like, oh yeah, I have the equipment. I know the flow. But if someone's never podcasted, they might be a little intimidated. So they might be a little less likely to come on if they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm kind of busy because they don't have time to figure it all out. And they, they don't know if you're going to help them. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So after you've recorded, you got your audio files, everything. I think we can go into how you're actually going to edit your podcast and upload it. There are so many different ways to edit. I personally edit on Premiere Pro. Again, there's so many tutorials on how to use every single software under the sun for podcasting. Currently, we use a editor uh, that we have hired and then he makes his edits. Then we'll make like executive producer edits, like just creative edits. And that's what I'll do in Premiere or Allison just sends me her edits and then either I'll edit them or our editor will make those quick changes. But uh, when you upload your podcast, it's kind of like the same as a website. You actually have to have a provider, um, which is called a hosting service. So there are so many podcast hosts and we actually have used two different ones. So we started out with one and we ended up switching to a different one. So there's so many different ones. Again, we list all of our recommendations in our podcast Bible, but too long didn't read. I think a great place to start is Anchor by Spotify. Would you agree? Yeah. Somewhere out in the abyss of the internet, Clay and I had a podcast when we were in South America. There's like literally four episodes and we used Anchor and it was free, but I don't regret us starting that little episode because I've listened back to them. and I'm like, these are cute and it was good practice. And maybe I wouldn't have felt as comfortable starting our show if I hadn't even like dipped my toes in the water. Yeah. And it's nice that it's free. You can just put it out there. No, I don't know. There's no monetary barrier to that. It's nice to just have it there. And you're right. Like if you had done those four episodes and maybe you're like, oh, you know what? This isn't for me. You don't have any skin in the game. Like you literally just did it on your phone, used a free app to upload it and you're good. Yeah. So maybe that's a good tip too. If you're just trying to 
figure out if you like podcasting, if it's good for you, go get the Anchor app, use your phone as the mic, test it out, send it to some friends and family and get some feedback. And then if that is something that you want to keep moving forward with, then you can look at the paid hosting option. So we use a paid hosting option. They have different benefits to having a paid versus a free one. So again, that's all detailed in our PDF. But yeah, just a quick recommendation. If you're not wanting to pay would be Anchor. Okay, so that's the actual process of doing the show for how to start your podcast. A huge thing is, are you doing this alone? Are you doing it with someone else? Are you doing it with a group of people? And we wanted to give some tips for how to actually pick someone to be a co-host of your show because I think maybe an issue that people have is they just dive into an idea of a podcast with someone and they don't really think through if that co-host makes sense for them. So to make sure that you have longevity, to make sure that you're consistent, here are some things that we think you should look out for when looking for someone to co-host a podcast with you. And the first thing I'm going to say is, do you guys have similar personal brands? So that's going to be kind of important because what topics are you guys going to talk about? Do you have the same interests? Do you guys both post online about photography or gardening? Or do you both post about lifestyle, wellness? That matters. Just think about what that person's interests are and make sure you're aligned because that's going to be what you guys talk about every single week. Yeah. And I think a key differentiating point is similar interests, but different skill sets. Mm-hmm. Because like Kara's good on the audio side. I love making like the visual side. I like to do the graphics. I like to write the copy. And those are two very different things. And Kara likes to pitch to guests to come on the show and work with sponsors. So we have it divided really well of what Kara's good at versus what I'm good at. But for our personal brands, I feel like our personal brands are very similar. We just had different avenues of how we've gone about our personal brands. Exactly. And those are definitely things to consider before you jump in with the first person that says yes, because could you imagine if we both did the exact same thing? I feel like that would just even be frustrating for you if, you know, you want to design the graphic a certain way because you're a designer, but your friend's a designer too, and they want to design the graphic a certain way. And like, you just would be butting heads or I just trust Allison's to make really cool shit. And then I just reshare it. And, you know, then I do my things and then she just does her thing. So I think that works really well. Is the person that you want to work with professional? I feel like professionalism is a huge important thing to look out for. And even with this, just someone that you can rely on that's going to hop on the Zoom or show up to record at your house when you say you're going to record. So just things like that. It doesn't have to be someone who knows how to send the perfect email or whatever you would think for professionalism. Just someone who's reliable and is going to do what they say they're going to do. I'm chuckling to myself because I have so much room for improvement in the area of professionalism because I have never had a nine to five. So like even Karen and I had a Zoom meeting the other day and I'm like, I don't have fucking Zoom. What would I need Zoom for? <laughs> like I don't have meetings like that. Like I run my own businesses. To me, I'm like, what? I have to get on this meeting with like a pad of paper. This is like so different than my normal life where I'm like <laughs> with my other like reseller business owners and we're like talking about random stupid shit that we did in college, like just very different. So I've had to like learn to put on a hat that is like very out of my normal scope. But you know, in the whole the whole realm of starting a podcast, you're gonna have to learn a lot of new skills. And that's just a part of it. That's just show business, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think last thing I would say is just make sure that you guys have good dynamics and, you know, don't talk over each other or just just things that you can either tell right off the bat is going well or you can tell right off the bat is not going well. Like 
I listened to this podcast one time that I found searching. I think I was searching for something really particular about like social media. I don't even know. But I listened to these two hosts that were coworkers at a social media agency. And the way they were talking to each other was so awkward. Like they had no chemistry. And I think maybe it was just because it was their company's podcast. Maybe they just were put on the project. But it was so uncomfortable. Like they were talking down on each other. And I was like, how are they hosting this together? This is so awkward. If you're like, uh, okay, that sounds great. I would love to find the perfect co-host. How am I supposed to do that? I feel like we were just friends that both kind of knew that that was a space we wanted to be in. And then after spending enough time together and taking a few trips, I would definitely recommend traveling with someone that you think would be a good co-host. And then as you're on the trip, you could kind of be like, oh yeah, I've been thinking about starting a podcast. Like have you and like feel it out. And if you guys have a good time traveling together where you're maybe put in stressful situations, you're having to game plan, you're seeing them at their best and at their worst. And if you guys still vibe, then they would probably make a good co-host. Yeah, that's so true. Or even like if you're together and test out, maybe you go live on Instagram or go live on TikTok and just like goof around and see how you're talking to each other, like telling stories, you know, to the camera or to your phone. I agree. Like finding little ways to test out those dynamics would be very helpful. But yeah, last thing I'll say is just make sure you have similar work schedules. Maybe don't start a podcast with someone who is a night nurse and you work a nine to five. Like when are you guys going to record? I don't know. Just something really small like that. Even just make sure that if you both have nine to fives, like you want to record in the morning, but they want to record after work. Like how how are you going to make this work? So just even something like that is good to consider. Perfect. And I think we can wrap up with some highs now so that you're feeling very defeated right now. Don't worry. It yeah. is still worth it. Yeah. What are your favorite things, Allison, that have come out of having the Already Friends podcast? Oh my gosh. There's so many things that I didn't even know that I would end up loving have become my favorite part. As someone who has always overshared on the internet in the like 12 years I had Instagram, I feel like when something would happen to me or I'd have something that I just like really wanted to tell people, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to stop and film this right now or I need to make a TikTok of this or I need to post this this rant on my Instagram story. And I feel like having a podcast has allowed me to live way more in the moment because I'm like, oh, this is epic. I love this thing or this event that's happening and I can just recap it later on the podcast. I don't need to like stop and put it on Instagram or TikTok right now. So that I have really loved. Um, Connecting with other podcasters. I didn't realize how many people podcast and what a cool industry (laughs) this is. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's also helped in other areas of business, just like creating organized systems and consistency and sticking to things has helped me with New Wave and my own socials. Yeah, I love all those points. I'm going to totally agree with what you're saying about having a place to share things because I feel like with a podcast, you can be your most authentic self. It's long form. Like you don't have to say everything within a three minute TikTok timeline or I don't know, like this type of format literally doesn't exist anywhere else. Where do you get to talk for an hour straight? Not even YouTube. Like people cap out their YouTube videos at 15, 20 minutes. So it's really cool that this kind of format does not exist really anywhere except for podcasting. So yeah, it allows you to kind of express your thoughts, your what you're feeling in a place where you're not getting cut off or 
not trying to, I don't know, beat the algorithm by Mm -hmm. doing things and saying things faster. Yeah, agree. We get to interview the most incredible people and you can literally get connected with your idols. Like if you have a podcast about sports and you want to interview an athlete, like there's a good chance they'll come on. Like as long as you pitch it right and you give them reasons for why they should come on, like you can truly interview anyone. I've seen the smallest podcast get like the biggest people. It's crazy. So because if you think about it, it's always there's always something in it for the person that comes on. So I don't know. It's just crazy. The awesome people that we've gotten connected with and got to interview. Of course, you get to learn a new skill set. If you do have a nine to five going into your company now with that skill set of, hey, I could start a podcast for a company. I know how to edit it. I know how to post it. Or I could just even tell you how to do that. That's a great rewarding thing to know that you have mastered another type of media, another type of thing to do. Um, Yeah, it's so rewarding. It's so fun. I love coming on here every week, sharing updates, diving into wellness topics or self-help topics. It's it's like a form of education for me. And it's like another way that we can continuously learn, continuously grow. And even if we never made a dollar off this podcast, I would still want to do it. And then I also wanted to add how nice it is to put all of your thoughts about one topic into one episode. So, Mm. you know, all of us are very multifaceted and I haven't been drinking. So it's been great to have an episode that talks about why I stopped drinking, benefits with it. So that when someone asks me, oh, I'm sober curious, like, do you have any advice? I can be like, oh my gosh, wait. And and same reason why we made the podcast Bible, rather than giving this three sentence answer over a DM where you can hardly even fit the whole scope of... what you want to say back, you can be like, hey, here's actually a one hour episode where I fully dive into that topic. Here's how I started my business. Here's how me and my partner met. Here's what happened when I moved to this new city. It, it's just so much more valuable for your audience to hone in on those experiences that you've had. Yeah, we're complex creatures. There's so much more to us than like a 15 second Instagram story. Two final things I'll say, monetary benefits have been awesome. Obviously this comes with time, but now that we're at the two year mark, like we're actually seeing, you know, growth in that part of our business. Like we are making money from the show. And that is just so crazy to say. It's so rewarding. And every time we get a new brand deal, like I pinch myself because I'm like, wow, I heard this brand on Joe Rogan on Call Her Daddy. And now they've reached out to us too. Like that's so cool and something that everyone hopes for and wants to accomplish, but it's totally doable. And I think last thing I'll say, of course, this podcast has helped us build our personal brand. It really can make you legit in whatever space you're trying to be more legit in. And yeah, it's just something nice to add to your resume and it just helps build that brand for yourself. So yeah. And I think that you have a far better chance of getting an amazing dream brand collaboration on Instagram or TikTok if you have a podcast because you can be like, listen, we'll cross promote it. I'll talk about it on in depth on my podcast. I'll share it visually on Instagram and then I'll make an unboxing on TikTok. And the brands are like, oh my God, hell yeah. And so I feel like we've been able to get brands that maybe would have been a little iffy on hiring us if it was like just for an Instagram ad or something. Yeah, just like another platform that you can monetize with. Absolutely. Okay, if you made it this far, I think we just want to say again, it is so possible to start a podcast. Like we really hope we didn't overwhelm you. But if you are interested in learning more and diving deeper into how to actually do it, we do have our podcast Bible. It's available now on our website. And we just want to read the chapters really quick so that maybe you have resonated with this conversation, but maybe the topic of 
things that you don't know could be covered in here. So really quick, Allison, do you want to go through those? Yeah, absolutely. So the first chapter is just an intro and get to know us. Then we help you get started on your vision. That's more of like the branding side, what your podcast is going to be about. Then we go into equipment and software, then how to record quality audio, then how to edit your episodes, and then how to publish your episodes, ways to monetize, ways to build community, and then wrapping up thoughts. And each of these chapters has like four to five pages. So we really dive into each section. Yeah. And again, I wish we had something like this when we started. We went through a lot of money and time and trial and error to get to where we are. So that's why we put this together. And we really hope it helps you guys. Please let us know if you have any other questions. We hope this helps. And if you want to purchase it, you can go to alreadyfriendspodcast.com slash shop. And that was today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Happy birthday to us. Here's to many more episodes together covering all the things that you guys want to hear. Thanks for being a part of our community. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. If we want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys, we need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? (laughs) So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.